This is Chris Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Last month, the New Jersey Governor's Awards in Arts Education celebrated its 40th year. Established in 1980, the program was created to promote awareness and appreciation for the arts by honoring individual students in grades 9 through 12 and to honor education leaders who have demonstrated excellence in and dedication to arts education. Usually held in May at the historic War Memorial Theater in Trenton, this year's award ceremony, like so many other arts events, moved online and took place in late June. We recently spoke via Zoom with Priscilla Hopkins-Smith, director of the New Jersey Governor's Awards in Arts Education and program and communications manager at Arts Ed NJ, the organization that produces the awards program. We also spoke with Bob Morrison, director of Arts Ed NJ, and the founder and CEO of Quadrant Research, the nation's leading arts education research organization. We were also joined by two New Jersey Governor's Awards in Arts Education winners, Jocelyn Jeffries and Jasmine Livingston, both students from Northern Burlington County Regional High School. So it doesn't even need to be said at this point that 2020 has been a challenging year worldwide and everyone has been forced to adapt in some way. So tell us how this year's New Jersey Governor's Awards in Arts Education had to adapt. There was never any discussion about not doing the awards. Like that was, you know, it's the 40th anniversary. There had been a lot of planning that had gone into really making this a special, uh, unique uh, anniversary celebration. Uh, And we were not going to, we were not going to let that go by the wayside. And there was a a real commitment to ensure that these students uh, were celebrated and that we had a class for 2020. Aside from the program taking place online, was anything else different this year? Did any of the artwork presented seem to be tapping into the current moment, from the COVID-19 pandemic to the Black Lives Matter movement? And Priscilla, do you want to take this one? Yes, we had uh, performances that talked about, we had a dance performance about the coronavirus. And this specific student, uh, her family was affected and she had made a, a dance performance that we highlighted. We had poetry that talked about uh, anti-racism and the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, Past winners talked about using art for social justice um, and the various platforms for talking about uh, movements and causes and how your art can can help uh, during this time. Um, The whole night talked about the arts arts ed now more than ever. And the way arts, uh, arts education is healing, it creates a community, it is a, an escape. Um, it also um, helps people reflect. And it was shown throughout the entire event. Um, yes, I think this event was really 2020. It showcased everything that was on everyone's mind and it really elevated, as I said, the student voices and their concerns. And, and it was, it was a healing community uh, to celebrate arts education. Jocelyn, anything you want to add to that? I definitely saw, because it's on everyone's minds and when you have social issues and when you have um, just like all of it, on your mind you're going to create when you're an artist and so it was we could see a large amount of creation about that and then I also remember 
talking to people on the red carpet and them being like arts more than ever, even without having the hashtag, without having the um, thought about it beforehand, because it's so true. It just rings with truth. Like it was just a constant reoccurring thing because arts are our guiding um, way of life. Someone said, I don't remember who it is, but someone said that arts aren't necessary to physically live, but they are necessary to make you want to live. I don't remember where I heard that, but it's so, so true. And that was just something that made me really, like the governor's awards really made me think of that. What were some moments from this year's Governor's Awards that stood out to you, whether it was a work of art, a performance, a speech, or just something somebody said? And uh, Jasmine, can we start with you? For me, I think it was the first round of dances. I thought it was so beautiful that they were all playing the same song, but you could see they were all dancing in their own way. And for me, it just really showed how powerful music is and how no matter how far away we are from each other, music and art is still gonna be a way that we just connect. There's no words involved. You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to explain it. It just sits there and stands on its own. And I think that was absolutely breathtaking. And uh, Priscilla? Wow, okay. Um, I Because I work directly with the awards every year, um, I, the performance done by Ricky Prasad Jr. Um, I thought was really, really great, but I also thought his uh, speech that he did along with his um, performance was, was very impactful as um, I remember him coming and receiving his award in, in 2015, 2016, around that time and performing on the stage and to now see him, you know, as a Grammy voter and had and and supporting his community with his uh, music and to uh, have, you know, his d different songs. He just released another song that um, got acclaim um, and that he had words for the, the upcoming class that were really, really relevant. And he just said to, you know, keep going. And he was an example of someone that, you know, once he won the governor's awards, it propelled him and made him more determined to uh, have a career in, in music. And, and it's really great to see the alumni come back and to share their journeys and not necessarily that they become musicians, uh, they could be in any field, but it's really great to see the impact that the awards and their arts education has on whatever path they choose in life. And it's always really nice for me to see them come speak to the students and recipients and share their journey and share the impact it has made. As you all know, not too long before the pandemic hit, New Jersey made headlines for providing universal arts education for all New Jersey students. Why has New Jersey made this a priority and what impact do you think this will have? Arts education began to become a priority when in 1989, a task force convened by Governor Kane, uh, Literacy and the Arts Task Force, identified the fact that if New Jersey were to be graded on arts education, they would uh, receive barely a passing grade. Uh, 
as a result of that report, a whole series of steps uh, were taken to uh, improve the, the, the provision of arts education in the state of New Jersey. That included the development and release of standards in arts education as we have in all other content areas. It was defining arts education as part of the core content subjects for all students here in the state of New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey became the first state in the nation to actually measure and quantify what was happening with arts education in our public schools. It was the first state to uh, release that statewide report uh, to allow people to see the status and condition of arts education in every single school building. Uh, New Jersey became the first state in the nation to include arts education metrics in our school performance reports, or as other people would know them as school report cards. Uh, we became the first state in the nation to put in place grade weighting to ensure that students didn't have to choose between their passion for the arts and their GPA, that if they were in a, a an ensemble that was uh, requiring auditions that they would be able to receive honors grade weighting uh, along with other courses that have similar rigor. Uh, and New Jersey became uh, the first state in the nation to actually reach that point of universal access. Uh, we've always had the great policies, but there was never a mechanism to measure. And as soon as we started measuring and reporting, then we saw those numbers begin to increase. And we also have a culture of uh, working together collaboratively with our uh, education associations and our cultural partners, where we have a, a complete uh, arts education ecosystem that has been working very collaboratively uh, for the past 18 years. And I think that that has led to uh, the strength in ensuring that at least all students have access to arts education in their schools and that we have a high level of arts participation across the state. That said, uh, because of the pandemic, there have been inequities that have been uh, revealed as a result. The inequities around the lack of technology or how do we get art supplies to students um, so that they're able to um, make and create art remotely. Uh, how do we work around uh, the technology gap uh, that exists uh, for our students? Um, and even though we've been able to measure access and participation, uh, that really doesn't get at quality. And we know that there are qualitative differences uh, in some of our communities. Students may not have as much time in the arts as students in other areas, or they may not have uh, as many tools and resources uh, as students do in other areas. So uh, the fact that we have a base that we're building from of universal access is really you know, a significant milestone and incredibly important, um, but that doesn't um, change the fact that there are still inequities that need to be addressed in communities across the state. And that's something that we will be continuing to focus on um, in the upcoming years. It seems like the case for arts education has to be made way more often than for say, math, science, history. I thought you would be a good group to ask, why should the arts be a part of everybody's education? Everyone should have access to arts, arts education. Everyone should be able to experience uh, all the arts disciplines. One story of a parent that had a background in science and didn't completely understand the power of the arts and his son had autism and he didn't speak and they decided to give him music classes 
and um, he excelled in the piano and he was receiving a governor's awards and he started to, to talk. He started to interact and through his piano lessons, he excelled and he found a way to communicate with everyone. And he was receiving a governor's awards and excellence in arts education before his passion that was ignited by learning music and, and finding a way, as I said, for him to communicate with the world, not just you know verbally, but through music. And it's these stories that, that when you sit down, they're so overwhelming and so powerful. And it's, these, it's, it's having access and being able to experiment with the arts and find your place. Jasmine, uh, how would you answer that question? Why should the arts be a part of everybody's education? So for me specifically, I was a student in high school and it's very easy to look at the arts and think that everything it amounts to is just theater kids and just acting or maybe a little bit of music. But the importance of having access for everyone for the arts is because the arts are so much bigger than just one event. It's so much bigger than just one simple class or one simple play or just a band class. There's actually so many incredible benefits, just as she said, that comes with the arts that everyone really needs to have access to. And including more arts education in our school systems is actually going to allow students to see just how broad the spectrum is of arts. Because I know a lot of people feel like they have to choose between one or the other. A lot of people don't feel like they're going to find their own space when it comes to the arts. And so by presenting a platform to them to discover their new talents, their new hobbies, it'll really give everyone a better sense of belonging. And I think that's definitely something we need in a high school space, seeing as it's young adults coming into their own, trying to figure out the world for themselves, just finally starting to learn what they like and learn what they don't like. And I feel like art is a really great space to experience that, experiment with it, and really find a group that's going to accept you for who you are. Great, thank you. Um, and, and Jocelyn, um, why do you think that arts should be a part of everybody's education? So um, I've done pretty much every field in the arts. I've at least tried them. And the only way I had the opportunity to do that and really explore and experiment was because I had such absolutely wonderful and comprehensive um, access to arts education. If I didn't have that, then I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have my passion for film. I wouldn't be able to sing like I do. I wouldn't be able to act. I wouldn't be able to express myself like I do. And I would flounder. And, and I know there's a lot of people who feel the same. Like, um, you can look at all of the interviews, like Priscilla said on our YouTube channel, and every single one talks about how arts has changed their life for the better. And it's just such an overwhelming beauty in that once you find your passion, then you feel more complete as a person. And arts education gives people that every day, all the time, constantly. And that's just so beautiful. And I think that everyone deserves to find the thing they love, whether it be in arts or through arts, into another layer of it. 
And that's, that's all I have to say on that is that it's just truly phenomenal when you find your passion. And one of the most effective ways to do that for me was arts education. Okay, great. Thank you. And, and Bob, why don't we end with you? Um, what, what's your, you're used to making the case. So um, I'll just ask you, I'll cue you up again. What, why should the arts be a part of everybody's education? Well, I mean, asking that question would be like asking a question, why should math be part of everyone's education? Why should language arts literacy be a part of education? Why should science be a part of education? See, there's a little bit of this misnomer uh, that we teach the arts to create great artists. Uh, and that's not any more true than the fact that we teach math to create mathematicians, or we teach English to create the next great generation of novel writers. Uh, we don't do any of those things for those purposes, uh, but we do those things to create great people. And that's why we teach the arts. Uh, we teach the arts to create um, citizens who are engaged, who are inventive, who are creative, who are innovative, who are creative thinkers, who work well with others, uh, great problem solvers. Uh, we use the arts in many, many different ways. And just like the skills you learn in math, you will apply throughout the rest of your life. And the skills you learn in language arts literacy, you will apply the rest of your life. So too will the school skills that you learn in the arts, regardless of the vocational pathway people choose. We know that the vast majority of students that study the arts will not go into the arts as an avocation, but we do know that many of them will credit what they learned in the arts for their success in life. And that's why we teach the arts, not to create great artists. We teach the arts to create great people. Bob Morrison, Priscilla Hopkins-Smith, Jocelyn Jeffries, and Jasmine Livingston. Thank you all very much for doing the podcast. Great, thank awesome. you so much. Thank yep. you, have a great day. Thanks, bye-bye. Bye. To watch this year's New Jersey Governor's Awards in Arts Education, go to njgaae dot org slash virtual awards 2020 and to learn more about the arts in new jersey visit jerseyarts.com i'm chris benincasa thanks for listening The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, supporting excellence and engagement in the arts since 1966.